Hi, friends. I'm Chandra Sanchez. And I'm Misha Lazera. And you're listening to Bandwives. Well, I pressed record on this episode, but I hope it works because I think I'm going to have to buy a new computer. You've been saying it, you know, for a while. You, I feel like you did a Official. really good job giving this one its best life. Gave it the old college try. Yeah. It's like three years old. And, you know, in the world of computers, I feel like it should have lasted longer, but... I thought my computer was older than it was, but it, but it turns out it was either 2014 or 2016. Like, I just got a new one at Christmas and I didn't realize how old it was, but I am definitely already an old lady in the sense of, I'm just going to stick with what I know. Yeah. My tech friends that we were were with uh, this weekend were like, girl, give it up. Stop. <laughs> yes, <laughs> let it go. <laughs> let go and let Keanu. It's yeah. time for a new computer. When you're here, we should get tattoos. If you are joking, I would be really sad because <laughs> we'll get a t- tiny tattoo of Keanu's face I that just it. says Lyco. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm not opposed to that. I was going to save it for like you know, my son or my husband, but I feel like. Because <laughs> you don't have any. <laughs> oh. hey, listen, I'm entering the season of yes. <laughs> I love I that idea. I do have one, but it's terrible and it's hidden. So it doesn't count. Do I know about it? I don't know. It's a tramp stamp. You might know about it. I don't know if you told me. I mean, we haven't been nude together yet, but we will be, (laughs) I'm sure. There's still time. A matter of time. I hope this summer. I hope it's, I mean, not nude. (laughs) At the beach in bathing suits. (laughs) Nude will be fine if we find a beach like that, but yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's a little like rose that I got off of a wall when I was 18. (gasps) And it says dreamer on it. Which now at this point says kind of like dammer because it's so faded. <laughs> yeah, I know. Adam and I got our first, or not our first, our the, ta- the first tattoo that we got together, we have several, was in red ink. And now it's like 15, 16 years old. And so it's definitely like disappearing into my skin. We need to get one. I'm ready to get like a loved one. I want to get like a little heart or something, you know, unintrusive. You know, yeah. Why not? I'm ready. I'm ready when you are. Well. I'm ready now. <laughs> Let's go. We'll just, we'll just close our eyes, spin around on the wall, and just point to something, and then let's see what happens. I hope yeah. you like Daffy Duck. <laughs> and then once we get it, we'll make this whole big story about why and what it means to us, and, and then we can change the story every time that we talk heart. to someone. See, this is what being creative is all about. Spinning around in a circle with your eyes closed. Yep, making up lies. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm, I have to remind myself that I'm a storyteller, that that's like my job. It's not that big of a deal. I'm like, you can get still so much traction pressure. And I'm like, I'm literally like the person from 200,000 years ago who was like telling the story by the fire. That's it. That's my job. The most important job. 
I think so, but it's still, that, that's it. That's what it boils down to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of my friends have very serious jobs. Most of them have like intense, high profile careers, you would say. And I'm always the one when we're hanging out who's like, you guys, and they're like, you don't have a real job. This doesn't count. And I feel very upset. I'm like, you know, I'm working too. And they're like, okay. So um, I think we have to, I think we really have to fight for validation. I relate to that deeply. Even when I tell people, I don't even think I tell people I'm a writer. That's why it's hard to let go of the professor thing because you can sound like you have a real job. I know, but you are a writer. You're like, I mean, I know everybody's a writer. If you're writing, you're a writer. Yeah. But you're a published author. You are a novelist. I am. I am. But it's still because of the culture and because of this high, because of my brother-in-law's doctor, you know, and my mm -hmm. brother and sister-in-law work for the government. You know, I definitely feel that like they have real jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I think we need to get less motivated friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. I yeah. Like, I feel like we really need to dig deep in our inner circles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and find people with no ambition. Uh, but yeah, I know. That's a good idea. Just so they can be really impressed. Yes. Yeah, I know. You know, instead of like, oh, how's the writing going? Yeah. Like you can hear the air quotes. I've been looking out the window for four hours. I'm working <laughs> so hard right now. <laughs> That's why I love reading about writing, because some of the most famous writers on the planet have said, like, writing is mostly staring out the window, and you feel really validated. It's so true. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. You look gorgeous. Yes, you do. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Plant life behind you. Yeah, I turned into a plant lady at some point and now they just they just keep coming. <laughs> we know we know the feeling very well. I've come almost full circle with the plant life so then I'm like I'm starting to hate some of them now. Yeah. Resentful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got a couple of those. I've got it's, a couple of those. Like, it's so hard. It is. And there's some that are like really easy. Um, and like this fiddle fig, I pretty much just ignore it and it's happy. Stop and then it. I have a couple plants that are like real persnickety. And I just get to a point where I'm like, listen, I've done all I can for you. Mm -hmm. It's on you at this point if you want to die. <laughs> I totally relate. And then I do this thing where I set them outside and and I'm like, Godspeed. And we'll just see what happens. And of course they die. Mm -hmm. It gets too cold here, you know. And so I that's just my way of like giving up. It's assisted suicide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. I get it. There's a, a huge plant that's currently in Nathan's studio that's, it's really on its way out and poor Nathan just can't let it go. He's like, oh, I think it's going to come back. And I'm like, oh, the leaves are brown and crunchy. I don't know if it's coming back. <laughs> it will if it wants to. I mean. Yeah, like it's on the plant at this point. I've done exactly. what I can. Okay. I'm going to introduce you, Megan Garner. Okay. Real quick, otherwise we'll forget and we'll just keep talking about plants for an hour and that will be the whole show. <laughs> so Megan is a videographer, editor, and producer, as well as a quilter, baker, and gardener. In addition to working in freelance video production, she is the Director of Development and Digital Strategies for Proclaim Justice, an innocence-based innocence project based in Austin, Texas. She also runs a small business with her youngest sister, selling handmade home goods such as quilts, pressed flower coasters, and dyed fabric. She is from Arkansas, but now lives in Nashville, Tennessee, with her boyfriend, Nathan, a hired gun for Taking Back Sunday, and their demanding senior pup, Maddie. 
Awesome. We're so happy to have you on the show. Thanks for making the time for us. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Well, let's kick it off with what are you juggling this week? Um, So much. It's a busy week for us. It's actually, it feels like it's a, a busy, it's been busy since March um, and just like has no, shows no signs of settling down. So um, work is busy. And then I've got some freelance edits that I took on and I'm also working on some stuff for uh, the, the shop with my sister. Um, and then we just have kind of this like around the clock cast of characters showing up at our house because we're dealing with the fallout from um, or the aftermath from some big storm damage that did a lot of hit pretty hit our house pretty hard. So we've got like roofers coming and tree people coming and you know, just navigating all of that. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Did a tree Um, fall? Sure did. It sure did. (laughs) The storm came through and like, or it wasn't even a storm. It was just winds, which was weird. It was like the sun was shining and it was very windy. Um, And it blew our shed over the fence into our neighbor's yard on top of their shed. Um, And so we were like running to try and secure it because we live, we back up to a highway and we, the wind was still going crazy and we could just like see the shed going over the fence and into the highway. Um, So we were trying to tackle that and like secure it somehow and the wind is still whipping and it felt like we were in Twister. And then like 10 minutes after we finally decided it was too dangerous and to just like let go, the tree came down like right where we were standing. So yeah, it's been crazy. <laughs> That's wow. terrifying. I mean, yeah, it was it was an intense day. Like at the end of it, we were just like looking at each other, like, "Wow, that was wild." <laughs> Storms like that are crazy. You just like it comes in, is so destructive, and then it's just like, "Yeah, see ya." I mean, it was a beautiful day out. Otherwise, apart from the wind. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't, that is scary. That's great. So this shed stayed put though. It didn't go into the highway? The shed stayed put um, and our neighbors like are so kind and helped us like get it back over and disassemble it, and get it back into our yard. Um, so yeah, everything is like fine. It, it Everything fell in just such a way that like nothing hit the house. No one was injured. Like everything is, we were super lucky. Um, but yeah, now it's just crazy because now we got to rebuild a shed and have all that like figure out I gotta get a tree guy you know just all kinds of stuff on top of everything else yeah (laughs) the joys of home ownership yeah being a grown-up is so fun I know right my um my little sister just started her very first job and it's been kind of an adjustment and she called me the other day and was like I have to now plan my life around this job and I have to like get up every morning and like put makeup on and go to work for eight hours. Like, is this adulthood? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it kind of is. Oh man, what a hard truth. (laughs) Like, I hate to tell you, but welcome to it. (laughs) That's cute though. You'll have to tell that to her at a retirement party one day. Um, okay. So what's something that listeners would be surprised to hear about your life? Uh, yeah, I, I, I had a, I was trying to think about this and I feel like kind of anything would be a surprise because I'm, you know, as, as the partner of kind of like the, the touring guitarist, I'm, nobody knows who I am, which is fine by me. <laughs> That's great, honestly. 
Um, but yeah, I was thinking about maybe something that would be surprising or interesting. And I thought people might be surprised that I raised um, butterflies uh, in our backyard during the, the first summer of the pandemic. What? what goes into that? <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe it's not raised so much as kind of like shepherded them. No, you raised, their, their you nurtured, you birthed. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, I raised these little catter babies, um, caterpillar babies. They they showed up in my garden. Like there were um, a ton of caterpillars on my like parsley and dill that I was growing out there. And so I started doing research about it. And they were um, swallowtail caterpillars. And it said that they are um, really vulnerable to becoming prey to like red wasps and birds. And we have a ton of red wasps. So they said you can help them along on their journey if you kind of like build them maybe a little enclosure so they're safe and, you know, just make sure that they don't turn into a snack before they get to become like happy little pollinators. So that's what I did. I was like, Nathan, I need you to build me a, a caterpillar enclosure. <laughs> he said, excuse me. <laughs> I said, yeah, I, I, this is what I need. <laughs> And so I ended up with like 10 or 11 caterpillars because I just kept finding them. And so I ended up with them all in their little enclosure and they were like snacking on the parsley and the dill. Um, And I got to watch them like turn into little chrysalises and then come out as caterpillars or as butterflies. Um, Sometimes if I knew that they were about to become like to make their chrysalis, I would bring them inside and set them next to me while I was working so that I wouldn't miss anything. Oh it was the whole thing that's so like a live cam on the <laughs> I did yeah. I was like putting it on my Instagram stories and then all of my friends were also all sucked into like the caterpillar <laughs> content and I became like the caterpillar lady like people are sending me memes about caterpillars and butterflies and I was like I don't know how I became this but I'm okay with it I really like it <laughs> that is such a cool thing to get to witness during the pandemic through all that stuff going on yeah, it was very wholesome content. I feel like um, like they haven't they haven't shown up since they weren't here the last couple summers. Um, and so I don't know, it just felt like a gift from the world during such a, you know, stressful, crazy time to have this like, beautiful, wholesome little moment where I get to shepherd these butterflies along. So sweet. Wow. So sweet. I wish now I want to go back and dig through uh dig through the Instagram and find the caterpillar <laughs> content. <laughs> there are two whole highlights on my Instagram. Oh my I'm God. not going to lie. We're going to be with the whole experience. <laughs> well, aside from your, you know, responsibilities as a butterfly parent, making sure that you were there for them. <laughs> um, what are three things that you're proud of past, present, future? Um, I think for the past, um, so I remember being younger and in, in like college and grad school. And I thought that to be a freelancer was so cool. Like I thought that was such a cool job. And I kind of thought that that was something that wouldn't be obtainable for me. I, I didn't know, I don't know why, but it just seemed like, you know, a very, um, cool job that only a few people got to have uh and now I've been freelancing for gosh almost a decade and it's definitely like looks different than what I thought it would before I was in it um and so now you know I'm kind of I've been thinking in recent years about like is this something I want to do long term or do I want to transition to something else um 
But every once in a while, I kind of like take a moment to stop and think about the fact that younger me wanted to be in this position that I'm in now. Like younger me would have thought that this is amazing that I have done it and did, you know, did the thing and made it possible. Younger me would think I was cool. Current me, it's like, you're not that cool, girl. Like, come <laughs> down. But <laughs> younger me would have been so excited to see that that is possible for me. So, um, so yeah, that's something like cast that I'm proud of. I think present, I'm super proud of the shop that my sister and I run. Uh, it's kind of just a random thing that we also, like a pandemic thing. Um, we had talked about doing something like that for years and just never had pulled the trigger. Um, so we did that during the pandemic and didn't know if we would sell a single, like have a single order. Um, and here we are like two years later, we're doing it. So um, I don't know how long it'll last because she's just got her first big job and I'm, you know, I'm juggling multiple things, but um, it's very cool to see that like we've been able to, to do it even for a little while. That sounds like such a fun thing to do with your sister. Like what a cool mm. way to bond and spend time together. And it's awesome. Yeah. It's, we, we had such a big age difference. I'm 11 years older than her. So like making things together was kind of always like a, a way to like bridge that gap. You know, like I would come home from college to hang out with her and she was so much younger than me. And so we would like do crafts together, or like paint together or whatever. Um, so it's, cool to see that kind of like through line still you know connecting yeah and then future I you know this I guess is a bit preemptive but I'm I'm looking forward to being really proud um and excited of the day that we um in my work with uh, the innocence organization for same justice I'm really looking forward to the day that we walk one of our current clients out of prison and they um get their freedom back. So I'm preemptively proud of that day whenever it comes. So I'm, I'm very interested in your work with that. What does your involvement look like? Um, yeah, so basically we are a super, super small organization. So um, I think when people think of like an Innocence Project, they often think of the Innocence Project, like capital I, capital P, which is in New York and was founded by Barry Sheck. Um, but there's a whole network of innocence organizations throughout the country. Some of them are you know, really small. Some of them are quite big, like that, uh, the one in New York. But um, for us, we are, they're based in Austin. I work remotely and um, we, you know, take on um, cases that meet our criteria. People write letters to us. We read every letter. Um, there's a team of us that read every single letter and, um you know, we have intake meetings where we kind of each each letter gets a, a chance. Each person gets a chance for us to talk about it and say whether or not this would be a good case for us to take on. Um, and then our investigators kind of jump into action and start um, looking at trial transcripts and case documents, police reports, you know, all of that, and just kind of like start investigating and um, go from there. So I work remotely, I'm not an investigator. Um, so my involvement is um, I'm the director of development, which means kind of, we are 100% uh, donor, you know, funded as are most innocent, I think almost all innocent projects actually. Um, 
So uh, my job is to keep track of our donors and uh, make sure that they are engaged and appreciated, appreciated, that we show them how much we appreciate them, that we're communicating with them about, you know, how their funds are being used. Um, and then my background in uh, video and, and media comes into play in terms of like, I'm running our social media, making content and updating our blog and sending out newsletters and all of that kind of stuff to, um, spread kind of like spread the word about what we're doing and try to get more people engaged and, and on board. That is really amazing. That's really important work. And all of your answers, I mean, gave me goosebumps, every single one of them. They were so, <laughs> they were so inspiring. I love that your dream was to become a freelancer. I just, cause it's, it is like kind of that, like those movies that we grew up with, does that seem like everyone wanted to be like the freelance writer and the yeah. freelance photographer? Yeah. I'm an editor. For yeah. a feature magazine, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> truly. And I think, you know, it's easy to kind of like glamorize it when you're seeing it sort of in those, you know, in those terms. So it doesn't, it certainly doesn't feel that glamorous <laughs> on this side of it now. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's cool that I just, yeah, it's just so cool that it, it's possible. Yeah. Well, those were really wonderful examples. And now I'm wondering what wonderful advice you might have for other bandwives or spouses out there, whether it's tips or tricks or psychological encouragement, and maybe speak to the, like, Nathan, you know, is like a touring musician, and he has a band at home, and so he's, like, got a lot, you know, so just kind of maybe that that life, too. Yeah, um, in some ways, I don't know. I am always like, I don't even know if I can give advice because I'm still figuring it out. You know, every, every summer, every time he goes on tour, every time he goes to play a show, like are we, <laughs> I think all? we all yes. are, right? Yeah. yeah like, fresh. <laughs> every, every summer it's like, Oh, okay. I got to relearn this. Here we go. Um, and yeah, you know, he has also like a lot going on at, at home when he's not on tour like right now he's working on um producing um, an album for a local artist and so I get to hear like hear him tuning vocals I just hear the same little clip of someone singing (laughs) over and over um and so and you know we both work from home so there's that whole dynamic too like we're both just here together all the time or he's gone for like weeks and weeks at a time there's no middle ground (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's weird um it's a weird lifestyle but I feel this is I think this is a pretty common answer I know I've heard other um other guests give this answer but I I think communication is just so important we just try to stay in communication and and just really be uh, open and honest with each other about what's going on um I think we have gotten better at like trying to give each other the benefit of the doubt and give each other some leeway. Like some days are hard and some days you don't want to pick up the phone and talk. Um, Or like if something's going on at home and I'm like really wanting to talk to him, you know, sometimes he can't do that because I don't know, the bus is full of ants or (laughs) they're on the side of the road in the desert and the bus is broken down, you know, like things just happen. It's funny because it's true. Yeah. (laughs) They're on the side of the road in the desert and the bus is broken. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Sure is great. 
Does your schedule allow you to travel? Like, do you, do you enjoy going out? Are you like, what's your vibe? I, I do. I really like going out. It's a little bit, um, it can be a little bit hard because Nathan is like working so much of the time. Like if I come out, you know, he's like, okay, we can hang out for like an hour and then I got to go do this line check or load in, or I don't know, all of these things. And he's like, okay, I get 30 minutes. Like, okay. Well, I guess we're just going to yeah. hang out here at this venue <laughs> in a weird corner. Yeah. I don't know, but it's still fun. I enjoy it. I really, um, it's fun for me to get to see like what he does and see him in his element. Like I'm sure, I'm sure you guys appreciate that too. Um, it's just cool to see them doing what they love to do and um, kind of the different like sides of their personalities that come out on stage. Like the first time I ever saw Nathan play, I was like, who is this wild man? Oh, relate <laughs> hard. I relate hard. Yeah. I know. <laughs> No, you're like, did you just learn that? Or like, is that who you really are? I don't understand. It's a strange different persona because Nathan is just so, you know, he's understated. He's not the biggest personality in the room. And then he gets on stage and he's like, turning his body around. <laughs> like, he's out of control up there. <laughs> I was thinking about that just the other day, not Nathan in particular, but all, all all the guys. I mean, even Claudio, so many who you would not guess that they can like become that person on the yeah. stage upon first meeting them. And it's so many introverts yeah. that I know in the band world. I feel like it's more introverts. I wouldn't have guessed that to begin with, but certainly like the people we've talked to here, it's like most, mostly introverts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Adam shocked me too. And Nathan too, I guess I met him, you know, on the road, on the stage. But when you get to know him, yeah, he's so, he's very gentle and quiet. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, Adam is too, I think. So it's really interesting what they, that like dual personality. Yeah, it really is. Are you an extrovert? No, 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 no. I'm definitely introverted okay. too, so... <laughs> Sometimes I feel like they Again. marry each other, but you know. I mean, maybe I don't. My know. science I'm is sure. off. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. No, like I think that does happen, but with us, we're more. We're just a couple of introverts. Keep the poll going and see which direction it sways in. Yeah. <laughs> it is interesting, though, and I think that um, I, when I've seen you on the road, you know, it's always like like you said, the shadowed corner, <laughs> the awkward corner. Yeah. And so it is so much of that, even like meeting band wives. And you're like, I, we can definitely chat and have fun, but we're also like standing in a 89,000 degree asphalt parking lot, or yeah. we're in a weird corner uh -huh. and there are like people moving stuff by us constantly, you know? So it is like really interesting to think about those spaces where you hang out, where you meet people. Generally awful yeah. spaces. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like being on a I carousel know. and trying to make friends and being like, Hi, as you're passing yes. the night I love that. yeah like you're trying to like have a conversation and like cases of gear or like <laughs> are moving around you or I don't know there's a crisis and somebody needs this kind of cable or something like yes. Yes. it's a weird environment yeah certainly like from the time when I was younger I used to go and I'd be like I'm, I have to be here at the venue this whole time I just be right here with you because I'm here on the road and I'm just going to stand here and watch everybody stand here. But now I'm like, peace out. Thanks for the free ride to Chicago. I'm going to see the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so introverted. We know this about yes. you. I'm about, yes. to, introverted. about to blast the big one your way. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know to be true about yourself, the world, and the universe? This is a hard one. Um, yeah, I thought about this one for a while. I think, I think where I landed on like what I know to be true about myself is just that um, I am continually and will probably always be a work in progress. That's that's where I landed there. That's my my best answer for that. <laughs> I think that. Um, yeah, I, I hope that I never stop trying to be better and like growing and changing. And some of that is also like a little bit of me being hard on myself. Like I'll constantly sit around and think about like, oh man, I said this thing and it was awkward and now I need to obsess about it for the next 12 hours. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, <laughs> I think that that's, I'm taking all that in. I'm trying to grow from it and give myself some grace, but, um, but yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to be a work in progress for forever. And that's what I know to be true about myself. Perfect. <laughs> As far as the world and the universe, those are such big things. Uh, I'm just, I'm going to combine them. I think they're both huge. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of with those other people that have been like, the universe is big and it's scary. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> huge, so big. Um, but I think what I know to be true about the world and the universe is when I was younger, I used to think about I used to think that things were very sort of black and white. Uh, there were you know, clear cut answers to situations and, and problems and things. And I have come to find out that um, the world and the universe are, are full of a lot more shades of gray, that we are complex, um, thorny, complicated figures. And, and so is our, our place in the world and the way we move through it. Um, and so, yeah, things are, are a lot more nuanced and just a lot more leeway for things to be a little bit com more complicated than I used to think they were. I think that's really good advice in advice and like a truth to hold. Yeah. We talk about this often on the show, but like setting aside grace for yourself to just honor the transitions and the change and recognize that the world is changing. The world is gray. We should be allowed to be too right like we should be allowed mm -hmm. to not have to know exactly what or who we are and and once we do that's probably going to shift again so yeah I totally relate to that answer in some ways it was easier <laughs> to be like no I know I know as a 19 year old right or whatever young we were I know yes. what's right and what's yes. wrong what's true and what's not freelancing is cool <laughs> yeah exactly. we know yeah and yeah, so I think wow. it is like really mature I feel like yeah I feel like it's probably hopefully a sign of enlightenment and important you know to get to that phase in life and I feel like I like hearing hearing that that process and that explanation from you it rings true to me as well yeah I think it, it took some growing to kind of like get to that point but it, it definitely was easier it felt like <laughs> and I thought there was a right answer for everything <laughs> man just one internet search will prove us wrong now. There's 47 <laughs> answers for everything right there on the first page of, of Dr. G. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, this question is a lot easier. 
for you to answer. <laughs> Hope you're ready. What are you binge watching, reading, or listening to right now? Oh yeah, yeah. This one is easier. Um, uh, we've been watching a lot of Ted Lasso, and I have been a an avid RuPaul's Drag Race watcher for years now. So I've been watching the most recent season. Love it. Um, oh man, my reading is a little bit a little bit precarious at, at the moment. I used to read all the time, like to the point that I it drove my mom crazy. Um, so we would get in the car to go like five minutes down the road and I would bring a book and she's like, can you just like not read for like two minutes? And I was like, no, I cannot actually. Um, but as I've gotten older, it's harder to carve out that time sometimes. And so I will kind of go through like month long stretches where I don't read a single page and then I come back to it and I get back into it, but I'm in one of those right now. Um, so I, I started reading, um, a book of Mary Oliver poems called Devotions, but I've then put it down and haven't made my way back to it yet just terribly sad and ironically I started reading this book how to do nothing by Jenny O'Dell like about Mm -hmm. um yeah like the attention economy and getting away from that a little bit and then I got really busy and didn't come back to it (laughs) and finish it so I'm I'm failing to take in today's message but I'm hoping to return (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh it's so funny I'm hoping to return to that yeah, I was thinking poetry is a really good thing to take breaks from and come back to. But then you mentioned that second one, and that's really funny. I've seen the cover everywhere. I haven't picked it up yet, but it feels important. Is is it about like attention spans, or is it about like too much media? Um, it kind of both. Kind of both. Like kind of about just like the landscape that we live in, with the amount of media and the amount of information, and this like push for like work and grind and busyness, um, and. It just, from the first two chapters that I read before I put it down <laughs> and never came back to it, um, you know, it just kind of talks about like what that's doing to not only like our brain, but also just our kind of like our hearts and souls, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the way that it's impacting like our behavior. Um, so yeah, I read the first two chapters and I felt like really excited and like rejuvenated. I felt like this was going to be a restorative read for me. And then I don't know, a storm blew the shed away and I never came back. To it. <laughs> oh, that seems like so a reason that's... to take a break though from reading as you're like sitting in your yeah. shed. Like, yeah. it to the earth. As I'm looking at this downed tree in the backyard. <laughs> but I'm going to come back to it. Um, and then listening, uh, I've, I've been listening to this album that Nathan's working on that comes out in May. It's great. I'm super excited. Um, it, it, sometimes he works on songs that maybe aren't my favorite, but this whole album is just like full of bops. So every song I'm like, okay, sure. You can keep mixing it. That's great. Well, this will come <laughs> out in May. So I don't know if you want to like throw a. Oh yeah. Uh, the name is Adam Mack. Adam Mack. Uh, okay. He's great. He's a Nashville artist. The album's coming out in May. So I've been listening to that. Um, I've been listening to the new Rustin Kelly album. Um, I've been listening to a podcast, a few podcasts. Um, and, you know, Beyonce Renaissance all the time. Yeah. <laughs> My go-to on a bad day. So is Rustin Kelly the one married to Marin Morris? No? Uh, no, he no. used to be married to Casey Musgraves. Oh, that's but they I knew I Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Ooh, drama. Um, drama. I know, right? 
such Nashville drama. Um, <laughs> Nashville but drama. Yeah, he's he's got a new album, and I'm super. I Nathan and I, he was our actually our last show before like the whole lockdown situation oh. started. Um, so we have a soft spot for for Rustin. And I think he was our first show back after, like when we went back out into the world, actually, both of them at the Ryman. So it was a nice little bookend. Wow, that's cool. I had to, her album, Starcrossed, was all about the yes. divorce. It's his new album. Yes. It is. <laughs> I mean, well, so I think there are some songs on there that are about the divorce. I think some of them are maybe not. Like he, I, I was reading a New York Times article um, with him that, like he he doesn't call it his divorce album, but there's definitely like some reckoning with, um, you know, the the pain of going through that. So I don't know if it's his divorce album, but it's divorce adjacent, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'll have to check it out. I yeah, it's good. You know, we Chandra and I always talk about how you know artists, musicians, writers, you got to process that pain. It's probably the best therapy is to get it out through your art. But I don't know if he writes his songs sure. anyway. Maybe he does. I think he does. Yeah, he does. No, You're like does. actually, Misha. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, I think, I, I, I think he does. I can't speak to you know, yeah, what goes on, but I think I know you're at some of them, anyways. The divorce adjacent ones for sure. <laughs> yeah, the divorce adjacent. Ones. You can't have somebody right. else write your divorce adjacent song. No, you cannot outsource yeah. that. That seems uh, like that's gotta be. You gotta do that work yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, on a similar note. We're not looking for our divorce songs, but what would your theme song be if you had one? Oh, yeah, I I struggled with this question because, listen, the problem is that finding a theme song, all of my favorite little, all of my favorite songs, like, speak to my, uh, like, teenage emo heart. They're all yep. very sad. Like, <laughs> You're like, do I want that to be my theme song? Probably not. I, these are the songs I love. Like, I, I am a Smiths girl, like, through and through. But do I want that to be my theme song? I don't know. It seems a little heavy. <laughs> <laughs> seems a little too much. But maybe that's just the way that you're feeling right now and through your childhood, right? That's okay. You're allowed, yeah. to, you're allowed to have a dark theme song. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> just seems so... Um, I don't know. It seems so intense. Yeah. People struggle with this one a lot. I feel like mm-hmm. this maybe even more it's than the big question. ones. Yeah. Well, because it's also like it's not a mixtape. You're picking it's one true. song. Yeah. I know. If I, I could know. do like a mix CD or something, a mix CD, I'm just, I'm dating myself, you guys. Who burns CDs anymore? If I could make a Spotify playlist. Yeah. <laughs> a mixtape. That's, that's what I'm saying. Make a mixtape. An eight track. Yes. your favorite songs well, you just make a vinyl oh although that yeah. would be cool now again so that would be yeah cool. we were That's talking about with. my son and his friend yesterday about tape about cassette tapes and how they would work and like actual tape that would go through and you could see their eyes just like <laughs> glazing over in the back <laughs> come on um okay so what if it was your theme song for this week like let's narrow it down okay. for this week mm-hmm. or today I don't even know. I don't have. I don't have a good a good answer. Would it be also it, sad. Beyonce? Does she have yeah. a powerful girls? I mean, no? 
that whole renaissance album is a triumph from start to start to finish like I can just put that album on and it's it's my everything it gets me through like on my way to a shoot that I don't want to go to renaissance (laughs) on my way to go get on the treadmill when I don't want to renaissance (laughs) universal yes all right, we won't force you for to answer. We can't force you to answer your theme song. I respect that you're like, listen, I need a mixtape or nothing at all. Yes. And in the in the band wives yearbook, we'll just put the everything. We'll just put all <laughs> Put the Smiths and Beyonce and Reston Kelly. Yeah. Really yeah. everything in between. Yeah. It's all encompassing. I'm yes. just like the yearbook photo that just says like not pictured. That's me right now. Because <laughs> you're too busy at work. And living your busy freelance life. That's true. To take show care up of for the plans. yearbook picture. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't I couldn't show up for the yearbook picture. I had to see a man about a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds sexy, but it isn't sexy. <laughs> okay. One small thing or guilty pleasure that you look forward to when Nathan is on the road. I don't know if if it's that I necessarily look forward to this but I, I do find myself when he's gone like sort of reveling in um the freedom of being the only person in the house and I was thinking about this I was actually talking with him about it because I I sort of I don't know why but whenever we are here together I click into this like house manager kind of role almost automatically and I he doesn't ask me to do that you know Nathan's not asking me to make sure the house is clean and like meal plan and cook dinners and like you know call contractors or whatever like he would never ask me to do those things but I just I I don't know if it's my own sort of like need for order or if it's some internalized patriarchy or so I don't know why, why I click into this role but I do um and also, I think just because because we are both in the house together so much, it's like I need the house to be orderly because it's it's the space that we're always in. You know, it's our office and our our home. So, yeah, I, I kind of automatically default to this role. And then when he leaves, it is just like I can drop all the balls that I'm juggling. I can drop <laughs> everything if I want to leave the dishes in the sink for two days and have like popcorn and a Cadbury egg for dinner. <laughs> like there's no one here to see. <laughs> there's no one delicious. here to see my bad behavior. <laughs> so I, I, it's not that I necessarily look forward to it, but I do, I find myself really kind of like, for the first couple of weeks, I'm like, this feels luxurious to just be alone and just do whatever with no one here to see, like no one here to see this pile of dishes or, you know, the bathroom that I haven't cleaned or whatever. <laughs> the thought crossed my mind today because my husband's leaving next week for like a month and then home for a week and then gone for another month. And I was like, I'm sad. I can't believe how quickly this came. I'm not prepared, but also that exact thing. And I wondered, how do people do this when there is no break? What, yeah. Like, how do people like just every day decide what to have for dinner together? Mm-hmm. Because I totally understand what you're saying. There is like this weird self-imposed order that when somebody is around yeah. to see it, mm-hmm. it's just their presence is like this peer pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then when when no one's watching, it's just like, okay, 
I can like breathe out a little bit, even though it's yeah. nobody's fault. I know it's, it's like, sometimes Nathan is like, you don't have to do these things. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not making you do these things. I'm like, I know, but for some <laughs> reason I do have to do them when yes. you're here. <laughs> Absolutely. It's that is kind of like that episode of like, did you guys ever watch Sex in the City? You know, the episode. It's where been Carrie... a long time. I mean, I watched it like when it was yeah. on TV. Yeah. There was like an episode where she described, like she's talking about everybody's like secret single behavior. And she talks about how like she goes and eats like the saltines while she's standing in the kitchen, like oh. looking at her Vogue magazine. And she can't do that when her boyfriend is there. Like yeah. that's yeah. kind of how I feel about it. It's like my, my secret solo behavior that I can do when there's no one here. I get For a sure. little bit of that when Nathan leaves. <laughs> I mean, it's fascinating though. Yeah. You were, it's amazing that you recognize it and that you're, you know, kind of questioning where it came from and why, but also acknowledging that it's just what happens. You're not like, <laughs> I'm not going to change it. It's just who I am when I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I do try to like, I've tried to kind of like back off on it a little bit or, you know, talk like we've, we've had some discussions about kind of like, why do I click into that? And why? Because I think his, like, sometimes I, I get stressed out by all the things I feel like I need to do. You don't need to do these things. You can let some of these things go. Um, so there's some interesting conversations to be had around that. Uh, like, where does that pressure come from? But, but yeah, I don't know. Just yeah. an interesting thing that we're kind of grappling with. Yeah, I liked your answer about like internalized patriarchy. Some of it probably because you're like, well, I'm the woman of the house. I must make sure the house is being, you know, cared for. Yeah, I think there's definitely some of that. It's like, I almost like want to impress you, even though like I don't need to, you know, like (laughs) look at this. But then I also want to bitch about it when it's- That's me. Mm -hmm. If you don't recognize, (laughs) look what I've done. And he's like, cool. And I'm like- (laughs) behold you know no that's not good enough yeah interesting that's cool it's nice though I yeah I love to hear like the other side always of the sense of freedom that if you just kind of reframe the perspective a little bit there can be some some new avenues for for joy and fun even when they're on the road yeah yeah saltines and Cadbury eggs and yeah (laughs) healthy diets for sure exactly sometimes you just gotta eat Cadbury egg (laughs) especially now I mean especially when it's past Easter and they yeah Mm -hmm. they're on sale and they just sit in the closet for like six months they're waiting for you Mm -hmm. waiting for tour (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's all they're there for um you answered all of our questions so beautifully so great thanks I really appreciate you coming on yeah, this was yeah. so much fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm going to go on your Etsy shop immediately. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I may probably see you this summer, too. Still catching up, I feel like, last summer. And the buses were. Yeah. The bus situation, the ants, people might not realize that the ants and breaking down in the desert are not a joke. It was a real. Yeah, that's real. real. That really happened. It last wasn't, that wasn't was even the whole, yeah. Tour. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The buses last, it looked like everybody was having bus trouble last summer. It seemed like. Yeah. You couldn't get a bus. And then if you did, it was like a a nightmare. Like spiders and rats Mm -hmm. and ants and breakdowns. (laughs) Crazy time. Yeah. Hopefully everyone has a better bus this summer. That's my hope. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Well, on that note, bye. bye.